Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Game Train Podcast. It is the 25th of June, 2020. We are streaming this live on Twitch after we just had a computer meltdown as we're about to go live a minute ago, but we're yes. back. Since we're back, we're a bit late starting, but it's okay. Uh, I'm Callum Davidson. Joining me on here is Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, well, welcome back. <laughs> and uh, Hello. Well, yes, we had a little hiccup to kick off this one, but it's okay. We're back. We're doing this live on Twitch, as I said. So those listening to this at a later date, you may hear us interacting with chat, etc. So, yes. But, yes, big episode today. We are talking Last of Us 2. That's right. One of the biggest releases of this year. We're going to be talking about it. It's going to be a spoiler-free review. We're not going to drop any spoilers out there or no. anything like that. We're going to keep it very hush-hush in all terms of that sort of stuff because we know how yes. much the story means to people in a game like this. But also, we're going to be talking about um, Torchlight 3, what the golf a um, bit more on Path of Exile, and of course, we're doing our lame love and hype trains. Guess who's got a new lame train? And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice. but before all that, we are going to get into the news. All right, the news for this week. Hey, hey. PAX 2020 Melbourne has been cancelled. Ah, well, you know, we expected that. That is like the last piece of big gaming, anything physical, like an expo or or whatever for this year, isn't it? Yes, that's right. That's right. That was the last last one that's been cancelled. It's gone. But instead, um, PAX Australia and PAX West are uniting to do a PAX long week celebration in September. So it'll be an online only PAX this time. So a nine days long too. Yes. It's going to be massive. Yep. It's a bit different, but it's, uh, it's what we're going to do of the time. So yes. Oh, and, um, merch for, um, PAX Oz is already on sale now and it looks awesome. Oh yes. Even though it's not really a thing. They still have all the merch because obviously they had to design and prepare that. So mm-hmm. I went and had a look today and there's some wicked. I mean, I guess I'm biased because it's kind of our colors. It's like yellow and gray. Oh, <laughs> yes. Really awesome. There's like cool hoodies and shirts and there's really good pins and everything out there. So hats and all. So Wow. Yeah, same you know. same color as PAX. Hey, PAX, make us the official podcast for PAX. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, <laughs> Cyberpunk has been delayed again. This time till November. Which is good news because it was going to come out during PAX. So now we can enjoy PAX. That's right. We can enjoy PAX and Cyberpunk. We can enjoy both. But it looks like, what is it? Is it November 19 it's coming out? Oh, yeah. I think 18 or 19. So that is a huge clue on next gen because you feel like it will be a launch title for one of the new consoles as well. PlayStation yeah, or Xbox, we don't know which. Um, and so, right? You, or they don't care, but... Oof. Yeah, and now is every other game company, like, for example, Ubisoft, a bit scared that they're like, oh, we're going to release Valhalla around there. Uh-oh, what do we do? Yeah, Cyberpunk is throwing a real wrench in everything next-gen. Yep. It's like they're just... They're just these, like, this force of nature that knows it's the most anticipated piece of gaming software 
in a year where two new generations are coming out mm -hmm. and cyberpunk's just like don't care we know that we are the most anticipated like game by far i feel like you know i don't know if that's just me but even after seeing everything so far like we haven't seen everything there is but uh, all the next gen stuff coming out and it's not unusual for the next gen sort of launch lineup to not be as tight as something like you know cyberpunk which is like everyone's full understanding of the current generation and cd project red just flexing on all cylinders you know like it's just such a funny time yep yeah so it should be interesting one that and that's the, this is the third date it's had for this year so we had april then september and now november and i feel like every time everyone's like ran away from it like that was launching stuff around it so yeah, they're, <laughs> they're trolling everyone. It's, it's like they do, they just keep walking in the room and going, "I'm going to take the best beanbag for myself." You all got to scatter now, and they just sort of and sit, they do, and they sit down, and then they go, <laughs> "Guess what? We're moving into the next room." And it's like this thing <laughs> every time. It's like stop doing it, guys. <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. They just, I wonder how much they've moved around. That's a really good point. Like mm. shuffled things. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to know all that sort of stuff behind closed door stuff. But yes, Cyberpunk is November now. Um, so there's a bit of Pokemon news that's come out last week. Yes. There was two Pokemon Directs for some weird reason. Two. No no Nintendo Directs, but two Pokemon Directs. That's right. We've got two Pokemon Directs and a Smash Direct. Pretty much within no. a week of each other. Yeah. Uh, yep. um, so in the first Pokemon Direct, they showed off some of the new DLC um, for Sword and Shield, but then they announced a biggie, which is coming back. Pokemon Snap 2 is coming out. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so keen for this. It is. This is just all I'm about, man. Yep. Not Pokemon. Don't care. Mm -hmm. But just the whole game about photo mode. Wow. I am, I'm so in. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last night they had another direct and everyone's like oh are we gonna get a new let's go game as well because it was like out of the blue no instead we're getting pokemon unite which is a team-based moba game 5v5 i just don't know that that's what pokemon fans were asking for that's, that's right it is coming to mobile and nintendo switch it will be free to start they said so if they i think they're going to go down the road of you can choose one Pokemon as your main at the start. Then all the other ones you're going to have to purchase or earn through wow. in-game currency, which is takes a long time to grind. So that's kind of how oh. Heroes of the Storm did it. Like, when it started, it's like, okay, you get four or five characters, but all the others you then have to earn or, or purchase with real money. Mm, it's, um, you know, it's a bit genius. It's a bit scary, but it's a bit genius. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so some Pokemon fans are very excited. Some uh, Pokemon fans are not very excited. Thanks, Callum. Thanks for that. I like to I like to think that us here on Game Train, we like to cover all bases of possibilities. <laughs> That's correct. Oh, Fundamates is here. Hello. What is this? This is a podcast, Fundamates. That's Paul from the Inconsolables. Oh, hello, Paul. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, yes, and then we also mentioned the Smash Brothers news, uh, that they had a Smash Brothers Direct, and they yes. added, they're adding the new character from ARMS, Min Min, 
So they're adding mm. her with the long stretchy arms and she has different like types of like hands she can put on for different moves, etc. So yeah. we knew an arms character was coming, but no one knew that like a lot of people were saying, um, oh, it could be like Ribbon Girl or or Spring Man Spring. or yeah. um what was the other one? Um oh gosh, I can't remember the name. There was a, there was another was lady one. I wasn't in that circle of like eight people playing arms. Um, so I just don't remember. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, also, um, Vault Boy is coming what? into Smash. Yeah. But it's just a costume for the Me Fighter. Oh, come on. What? Or the, the, the Me Gunner. Sorry. The Me Gunner. Um, of course. That, and, makes, that makes more sense. And they're putting in Hihachi from Tekken as the fighter. And yep. and there was another one they're putting in as well. Oh, Vault Boy, that's so cool. This yeah. game is such a giant, you know, vault, pardon the pun, of just gaming everything. It's like a museum, isn't it? You don't even have to fight, really. You just go in there and browse these days. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then also in other news, Crash 4 has been announced. We're getting a new Crash Bandicoot game. Yes, that looks so good. The The trailer's out. Check it out now. It's a Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. I don't know if that... Is that the actual, like, line, tagline for the game? Yes. So, it's about time. They said it's about time with the new Crash game, but the game is also about time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you'll be in there... You can play as Crash and also um, Dr. Cortex as well this time. All right. Did did you see the trailer? I mean, I saw that you were playing as him, but I don't know if that meant you could play as him in general. I don't know if that was like a one-off level or if they're looking at it from both different sides of the story. I, I kind of assume that you're just Crash and maybe his mm -hmm. sister and then the Cortex part was just random. I don't know. I can never jump in too many conclusions with just the trailer, but yep. it does look bloody great. Yep. Like, so, wow. And some of those levels are so different looking to what, what we're used to in Crash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. That comes out October 4 this year. And as Mickey said in chat here, uh, it's by Toys for Bob, not Naughty Dog. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Of course, Toys for Bob. Um, what did they do? Did they do the remakes or were they like... Uh, no, wasn't they... that Vicarious Visions that did... Um... It was. Uh, it, it was Vicarious Visions that did the remake. So, yeah. Look, I, I think it, sh it should be fun. So, I think they'll keep the same spirit there, but try and do some new things of it. So, it should be exciting. Nice. And then also, we're getting a Bloodstained 2. Remember Bloodstained? Oh, my God. Already? Yeah. Yeah, it's in development. It'll be out next year. But... That's I, pretty quick. I, I'm kind of excited for that. I know you're not because you did not like the first one. I didn't, no, and I, I wish I did. I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I put everything in my power and mind to like it. Yeah. But it just felt weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's enough to turn me off of a game. Like, I know there was so many cool things with, like, its Metroid-y, Vanier-y thing, and, like, the aesthetics were really cool, and the art and the enemies and everything about it was cool, and every screenshot was awesome, but just feeling it was weird. So I hope... That's fixed. I hope it's not just like a cut and paste of the same engine because then I have to tap out again. Yeah. So you'll give part two a try? Oh, definitely. Because 
everything in there is like a recipe of something I would love. It just doesn't feel right. You know, like even when you play something like a platformer, like Super Mario, and then someone else makes a platformer, everything is the same. You're like running, killing enemies, jumping on things. But if it doesn't feel like the Mario you remember or whatever, you're just like, yeah, nah, I'm out. Yeah, okay. Yep, no, fair enough. But I, I will give it another shot for sure. Uh, so do you have any news to put in? Uh, you know what? I have I have news notes, but I don't have enough details. I just have in here, Mixer closes, oh! Ninja free to go yeah. wherever he wants. Wow, so yes. I thought that was pretty big news, right? Oh, it was. Jeez, I completely forgot about the Mixer news. So, yeah, you're um, welcome. I only have one piece of news, but at least it's yep. something. Yeah, um, so the streaming service Mixer has closed. Which was uh, it was something that Microsoft originally sort of ran. Uh, they've decided to close it down, and it looks like Microsoft's going into partnership with Facebook streaming now. Yes, which could work out for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, you realise you are on Twitch at the moment, sir. Hey, man, these are just words. I'm just encouraging the competition. Okay. You're welcome, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, putting some fire out there. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, that's um, big news. But, yes, Ninja got paid a lot of money, as did Shroud and a lot of other big streamers, to go across to Mixer in a big contract. Yes. They get to keep all that money and walk away and then choose which it's, platform they go to. It's such a great win for them. And, you know, I mean, still, kudos to Microsoft. They were trying something, and they tried, and they went all out. Yep. They, you know, put in the big guns. And what I like about it is that they pulled out when they saw, like, a sinking ship starting to happen. Yeah. You could kind of see it, but they didn't leave it till it was just, like, this embarrassing, you know, I don't know, which they still kind of, they've got Bing and you know, Internet Explorer. But at least with Mixer, they're like, you know what? This is just really not the big thing. We're just going to take this out. And they did it just before next gen because I, I think that's great because right now on Xbox One and Xbox One X, Mixer is so integrated within that console mm -hmm. and you can use Twitch on it, but they make it so that Twitch doesn't run anywhere near as well as Mixer does and you can't have like a, um, like a camera pointed at you with like a a nice setup or anything like if you use twitch and then you go to mixer on the console it's just night and day you can tell they put everything on mixer to integrate it beautifully but then you go into something like playstation 4 where its best integration is with twitch it's so seamless and nice to just stream on there even if you don't have a setup like us here on the computer with obs if you're just a, like a, a beginner podcaster or streamer or something you'd be sitting on your couch with the playstation camera press start stream and mm -hmm. off you go. You can have a little like Twitch channel. So I'm excited to see what Xbox does with that in the next gen. I hope it's not just all exclusively Facebook, but we shall see. All right. And you got any more to add or are we going to wrap that up? Uh, the met Just a sneaky one. The Messenger oh, yes. is on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, yes. And I think there's so a Messenger 2 coming as well. Yeah, so now is a great time to play it. I haven't played this. I've been meaning to, and I keep looking at it on my Switch, mm -hmm. thinking like, do I just buy it? Do I just buy it? Now it's on Game Pass, so no excuse not to. I'm definitely going to jump on and uh, have a play on that. I've been really excited to check that one out. Awesome. Yeah, that's all from me. That's all from you. Okay, all right. Well, that was amazing news for this week, and that was the news. Sorry, I didn't put the farm up for you. But yes, I was trying to sync myself up with the sound effect, which I still haven't cut down. I'm going to do that one. Oh, day. no. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm still going to cut that sound effect down. still got to do that. Anyway, so on to the games we have been playing this week. 
Yes. Okay. All right. So, yes. First up, we have Torchlight 3. Torchlight 3 has gone into early access on Steam. So, after mm. playing some Torchlight 2, I thought, well, why don't we go play some Torchlight 3? Well, I, I did. You you didn't. No. Um, so, it, it's very similar. Um, again, very similar graphic style. They've got four new classes this time. Um, so, there's like the Dusk Mage. Uh, there is the... Um, rail guy I can't, oh man I've, I've gone mind blank it's it's so totally fine how does it play though so so see before it was torchlight 3 it was torchlight frontier is that mm -hmm. right yeah when it was in early development and it was going to be something quite different so yes uh gameplay wise does it feel very much like torchlight 2 now it still feels like torchlight 2 but mm -hmm. it feels like a very dumbed down version of torchlight 2 what? So really? you they went yeah, more simple? Yeah, yeah. So remember in Torchlight 2 when we'd level up, you would put points into a skill and then also into strength or health, etc., etc. Yes, yep, yep. You're not putting it into strength for health and stuff now. It does it all automatically. Um, oh, no. There's less skills to choose from. So there isn't three trees anymore. You've just got a couple of... Oh, or is there three trees? Oh, no, there's two trees. There's two trees. But okay. they're very, very slim down trees. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, that seems strange. To, it so, it, so it does. Almost like Minecraft. Dungeon. Yeah. Look, it, what it felt like, what it felt like is that it was going to be like a free to play almost mobile game, I feel. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they've gone, oh, actually, we could just do Torchlight 3 with this proper. And that's what they've I done. Um, I had a lot of issues with it. I was trying to stream it and I had constant server crashes like over and over and over again. Uh, walk into a new area, just put me in the same spot. Uh, constant game crashing. It was not good. Um, hopefully it's fixed a bit more now. I haven't been on it for a little bit, but um, yeah. Uh, also, you, you build a uh, like a little fort for yourself as well throughout the game. So you find materials okay. in this one. You can... Like build, a hub? Yeah, like you build a little buildings to upgrade stuff and all that there for yourself and, and things like that. But the weird thing is I kept trying to teleport to my fort, but I kept ending up in other people's forts. And oh. yeah. Oh, we got a raid. We've got Sin Spaces raiding with a party of four. Hello, Sin hey, Spaces. Welcome. welcome along. Welcome, raiders. Welcome, welcome. We're doing a live podcast at the moment, people. So sit down, enjoy the show. It's great to have you all here at Game Train. Fantastic. Hope everyone's having a great night. But yeah, so yeah, it was um, a very limited sort of game. I felt Torchlight 3 compared to Torchlight 2. Man, that kind of breaks my heart because I was really looking forward to that after our giant romp into Torchlight 2. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was actually... Torchlight, I imagined from what I remembered, because I told you I jumped on like ages ago, but I didn't play through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And from my memory, Torchlight 2 was more like how you're describing 3 right now. So I was so surprised, pleasantly surprised when we actually jumped into 2. And I was like, oh, actually, this is a bit more complex than I thought. And it was like a really robust, you know, like RPG Diablo style. Yep. I was, I had such a good time and I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be more like, Minecraft dungeons, but then I was like, you know what? This is actually really fleshed out. I can't wait for part three. It's all, it's going to be this, but better. And hooray for me. Yep. And then this 
news comes out and I'm, I don't know. It's just, it feels like a bit, bit tacked on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so again, I've been playing the other uh, uh, action role-playing game, which is Path of Exile. Carl, can uh, you see yes. the uh, division up there on the screen there? I, I certainly can, and it is beautiful. It is. all this stuff. Uh, look, look, no, but I mean, this is my actual gameplay. This is me actually playing. I record this oh, myself. this is you. This is actually me playing, yeah. Mate, you've gone all pro now. I know, I know. I, I jumped on earlier and recorded myself. So um, the new league has started, the Harvest League. And now, um, if you're watching this on Twitch, this is me going to my garden at the moment. So the, the new mechanic is this garden where you get some uh, some seeds, you can plant plants, and then you hatch monsters from those plants, you kill them, and then you can use the energy to upgrade items and things like that. That sounds evil. Yes, so that's me running around my little garden there at the moment. But yeah, so when you start a new league, you start at level one again. So I started a level one character again. This time I've gone a spell slinger trickster, and um, I'm enjoying this a lot. It's quite fast-paced. Um, you can just take out mass amounts of enemies so quickly with this character at the moment. Um, yeah, it, is, it took a while to set up in terms of... Like, I spoke last time about the gems and the different colours, different gear pieces yes, having different course. gem slots and all that. It's taken me a, a while. I haven't finished the game yet. I'm in Act 6, but I'm looking forward to getting to Endgame this time because I spoke last time how I got to Endgame... In the last league, but the last league only had like two days to go, so there was no point in me continuing. So I'm looking forward to um, going into the end game and giving it a, a proper go. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm keen to hear about that. This has uh, been so much easier to follow too compared to the, oh uh, yeah yeah from last time yeah this actually looks really nice. It's running so well. Oh, oh I know. I'm actually watching this Bro, too. I'm just fascinated by this. yeah. <laughs> your your computer is is just a beast. That, that's uh, except up. for the massive crash. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's looking oh yeah, quite don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yes, but yeah. So that's Path of Exile. What's going on with that? I hope you can jump on and try it one day so I can hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'd love to. This is actually one I am really interested to actually uh, give it a go. Are you, and you're playing this on Steam? Uh, yes, this is on PC, so it is free to play. Um, okay. There are there are microtransactions if you want like a bigger stash and and Yuck, or, spiders or, or or cosmetics like people put like big wings and stuff that you can pay real money for and stuff. But you can't buy power. You can't go. Okay. Oh, I'm going to buy the best sword. And again, there's none of that. It's all cosmetic or stash based on what you get but you you already get four tabs of stash anyway so there is a lot there that you can put into your stash nice and is it uh multiplayer at all or? yes yes you can um right. I, I haven't done much multiplayer but yeah you can jump into groups of like i think up to six cool and, okay and, and go for go for a run through the world and yeah it's it's uh it's good fun you know what i might i might start a download tonight and uh jump on never as is tradition on, on Steam, but I'll give it a red hot go. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so on to the next game we've both been playing, which yes. is What the Golf. So Oh, What the Golf. What do, how do you, okay, I'll I'll let you take the floor on this one. Me? Okay, I get to do it on What the Golf. Cool. You do two action RPGs, one after the other, and I have to explain this shit. Okay. <laughs> Hey, it's not my fault that you didn't play the action RPGs. <laughs> if I knew I would have had to explain what the golf, I would have been there with bells on. Uh, right, this is a golf game. 
Uh, for people who don't like golf, it's based on golf physics where you point in a certain direction and then you press a button for as long as you want, you know, to dictate the power of your golf swing. Uh, and at first you control a golf ball mm -hmm. and then you control almost everything else. Like mm -hmm. the person holding the golf club goes flying instead of the actual golf ball. And then as you can see in this footage here uh, for the listeners, you can control like whole houses. Um, and sometimes you actually control the hole that the golf ball goes in and that it's, it's full of tiny mini games. There's, it feels, it has a bit of a WarioWare vibe, um, with how often the, um, the games are going, you know, oh, since Stacy, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, just bought some bits there and, and, uh, Callan gets joy out of making sure the animation appears on my face. I'm actually going to move it a bit. It wasn't over your face enough. No, wow, that's sus. Um, right, so what the golf? It's it's um, it's a really charming game. There's heaps of. Um, there we go. I think I fixed it for next games. time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm in. I'm on this like podcast all by myself. I might just like read a book or something. You let me know when you when you're done. Or <laughs> anyway, um, you know. I know he's probably doing a, a bad version of showing, but Callan actually is interested in what the golf, and I'm pretty sure he enjoyed it as well and hasn't just left the room like what I do when he talks about cricket or AFL. Um, oh, gosh. Thank you, Sin Spaces, for the videos. Yeah, so I did a bit of streaming on this after Carl here pestered me, kept messaging me and going, you got to play what the golf. It's so great. I'm like, all oh, right. So I legit jumped on stream without seeing anything. I was so confused on the second level. So the first level, you actually chipped the ball in. I was like, oh, yeah. And then next one, I think, is it the arrow goes flying off on its own? Like that you use? Or is it the, no, go the golf club? It's the guy. Oh, it's the, the guy. guy it's the guy. And yeah. yeah. And straight away, I knew this is going to be a wild ride. Um, yes. So there's all different Look things like... Uh, oh, I love this part. Um, it's like you can get like a sticky ball and you like stick to the walls. And then there's like a meat boy version as well, where you like a little yeah. meat boy ball They thing. reference actual super meat boy levels. They reference Portal. They reference Super Hot. There's even there's Guitar Hero. And they do like a version of all those games using their own golf physics. So if that doesn't make any sense to you, it's because you kind of have to play it to understand every level is like vastly different from the last what's so impressive about this game is the amount of sheer different mechanics there's even one that's like first person and you're controlling the ball and it's almost like vr and you got to point your switch uh, if you're playing it on switch yeah you got to like point the switch around the room to try and find where the flag is so you can hit the ball towards it and sometimes you play soccer and you're dodging other soccer players and trying to get a goal sometimes you control the whole goal or you, you go to space yeah. i just i can't even finish describing this game it's it's amazing the art style is very simple and clean kind of like the um very similar to moving out mm -hmm. uh, a lot of sort of indie games like this like donut county if you've played that game where you play as a whole it has a very similar art style um and all the levels are, are very short they go for about 10 seconds if you do them well yeah you know, to a minute long Mm -hmm. um, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of levels, uh, you know, like, I think it might, I don't know how many, but um, there's a lot of content. And then there's an overworld kind of like in, you know, several other games, like your Mario overworld game where you 
travel as the golf ball around this giant facility, finding levels, and that's where you go into the mini levels. And in that overworld itself, there's secrets to find and references. There's, they really like Rick and Morty. There's a lot of Rick and Morty references hidden all around. Yep. Um, even here in, in uh, Twitch right now, we're seeing a Super Mario Brothers level, um, which is really cool. But yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. It was such a surprise for me. I really enjoyed it every step of the way. The challenge is a bit tricky if, if you're trying to collect uh, like the special crowns in every level, which means you finish three versions of the same level getting progressively harder. Mm -hmm. But it's quite simple if you just want to have a go of one version and, and keep moving on. Yep. But yeah, yeah so I really enjoyed it. That is what the golf. So, yes. Um, so we've come to the part of the episode where we would normally give a shout out this week. <laughs> Who are you shouting out, Carl? Me? Yeah. I want to shout out Sin Spacey for all the bits he's giving us. How kind of him. Oh, wow. Yes. So people, go check out Sin Spacey's. He is an ex-Sega employee who used to have to answer video game questions of people on the phone back in the early 90s. Uh, if you've been listening to Game Train for a while, you would have probably heard about the um, PAX panel we did last year, going through the their sort of journey, the four Sega guys. But yes, yeah, Since Spaces is one of them. Oh, here we go again. We've got more biddies from Since Spaces. Oh, thank you. Thank you <laughs> he's sir. very kind. He's very, he's oh, very right kind. There. there it is. Um, but he does YouTube content and Twitch content. Uh, so you can find him on both of those if you just search Since uh, Spaces. And he's also on Twitter as well. Yes, so, and for the listeners, uh, it's spelt S-I-N-C-E-S-P-A-C-I-E-S. -E yes, that is. I don't know how else you'd spell Sin Spaces if you heard it in audio, but there's about 20 ways to do it. That is, that's, that's correct. All right, are you ready to go on to our review game this week? Bro, no way. I have never been ready for this, but let's do it. You are not ready, but we are about to review The Last of Us 2, so... Here we go, and here is the trailer. I know you wish things were different. I wish things were different. Ellie! But they ain't. All right, so The Last of Us Part 2, that's right. Last of Us Part 2 is the follow-up to the 2013 game of the year, The Last of Us. Again, we're back in this world, created by, developed by Naughty Dog, published by PlayStation. Now, this game, the storyline is very key to this whole game. Now... Um, I'm just going to yes. read a blurb on what the story is, and this is the best way to explain it, okay? So. Spoiler free, by the way. Spoiler free. We're no trying to do it. this as much um, uh, spoiler free as possible. Okay, so here we go. Five years after their dangerous journey across the post-pandemic United States, Ellie and Joel have settled down in Jackson, Wyoming. Living amongst a thriving community of survivors has allowed them peace and stability. Despite the constant threat of the infected and other more desperate survivors, when a violent event disrupts the peace, Ellie embarks on a relentless journey to carry, carry out justice and find closure. As she hunts those responsible 
One by one, she's confronted with the devastating physical and emotional repercussions of her actions. So that's the story in a nutshell. That is pretty much what's on the back of the box. You know, we're just keeping it like that, keeping it fresh. We will try not speak of much about story and stuff, but okay. Mm, So, and that's going to be really tricky because a big part of what's been spoken about and how um, reviews go is about this game's story because it's such a big part of its identity, a big part of the score usually goes towards how that goes. So um, it's going to be tricky to give a score, like especially, so Callan's finished the whole game. I'm yet to even complete the game. More on that later. Uh, But it's going to be very tricky to hear, for example, Callan's score without hearing his full opinion of why. So we're going to try our best (laughs) to explain everything else about this game and why it's so great or not. Yes, that is correct. So, yes, um, you are playing as Ellie in this game. So, in the last one, you know, you played as Joel and Ellie was your sidekick. This time you are playing as Ellie. Ellie is obviously five years older now. She is um, almost an adult now. I think she's 18 or 19 years old in this game now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she's been living in um, Jackson, as we as we said. And she goes on this new adventure to the um, the city of Seattle this time. So we're going to talk about Seattle because I think we that's all been shown off in the trailers and stuff. So we can talk about yes, Seattle, yep, fine. Um, which is yeah, way, way, way over the west. Because I think part one you started in Boston and then you ended it up in what was it? Um, was it Salt Lake City? Jeez, I, I don't remember it that specifically yeah. you've just played it recently right I, like, I i know um but yeah so this time you start off in jackson which people know their american geography is sort of oh, would you say it's the central of north america maybe mid midwest mid-east i don't know anyway but yeah you head west towards seattle anyway and, and, and that's where this game is set so it um let's talk to graphics okay Straight up. Yes. Straight up. Thank goodness. You sure you you don't want to spend another two minutes on like where West Seattle is from Boston or because we can, we can do all the same if you you want to. I got a map just here. I just been looking it up and uh, according to, I'm just playing. All right. Let's, let's talk graphics. Okay. Let's talk graphics. So Naughty Dog have always throughout their games pushed the boundaries of graphics are like the next level and we saw it um a few years ago when they released uncharted 4 back yes. in 2016 oh, yeah. that floored me already um yeah so again they've taken that same graphics engine and look and and taken it to the next level again so this is probably one of the best looking games of this generation now in terms oh, of character period. models environments the grass the, the grass, the, the grass, the, the clothing, the, the character's skin. Oh, um, yeah, the um, the mocap and the facial animation is just wonderful. Even like uh, many games do it well in their cutscenes, but in this, even if you press pause, which I've been doing a lot, and go into photo mode and turn the camera around, Ellie will have like such a realistic, you know, facial expression that has that is viable to what she's doing and where she is in that current moment. And it's just amazing. No two screenshots look the same for me. Yeah. Just nuts. And, and yeah, and I, I, I noticed some things like similar looks from, I'm trying to fall out. It was one bit with some mud 
that remember the Madagascar level in uh, Uncharted 4? It was yes. like very similar yep. mud to that. I was like, oh, it's the mud, Uncharted mud. Uh, anyway, um, but another thing that really grabbed me straight away was the reflections as well in the water when you're, when you're swimming in the water. Um, yeah. ju- just the look of the reflections are just incredible. What they've done with it just oh, man. looks great. And the great. lighting, when there's, whenever there's fire, if you've got your uh, HDR lighting set up as well in the options, anytime there's fire at nighttime and you're seeing like you're hiding under leaves and the leaves are wet and they're reflecting the light of the moon plus there's flames in the distance so there's an orange glow uh, and then the light works differently on your torch whether you're up in the above surface or whether you're under water and it like dissipates in the water differently the whole thing is just stunning i have i have played like so stunning in fact that i've played nearly the same amount of time as callan has (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i'm on 23 or 24 hours now uh and i'm i'm uh, on day two you're not even halfway yet not even and you finished it in what 26 hours uh i did it in yeah 26 hours 42 minutes whatever it was so i've played about an hour less than you wow but that that, <laughs> that is awful um, and I've, I've just loved every, every time I turn a corner, the whole thing is stunning. And I have to just restart my whole photo setup again. Like I just, I'll op- go through a window, open a new door and I'll see a new room and be like, oh, so this is what cafes look like post-apocalyptic. All right, mm-hmm. pause. What do I look like in here? Change the lighting. Look at me. Oh my God, I look amazing. What does it look like without me there? Wow, the screen looks amazing. These plants look amazing. And then I'll walk outside and be like, Oh my God, Callan, there's, there's a truck here and it's covered in vines. And Callan's like, please just move on to the next chapter. I'm like, but vines, Callan, on a truck, Callan. <laughs> like, there's plenty of trucks. Please just keep going. Um, and that's been my experience. Yeah, like every you, step. you sent me a photo of a coffee shop today and I just shook my head. <laughs> but it had the curved glass and everything. And, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like- so uh, something yeah. else other than the graphics, which, which is very impressive, is the sound. Yes. Uh, like, yeah. uh, sorry. I mean, like, there's there's a few things. There's there's a few issues with it. The sound quality is amazing. Oh yeah. And uh, the soundtrack. The, the the soundtrack, the sound quality, the the acting, the voicing was oh, all. Oh goodness! Was, yeah, the was, acting is was all level. fantastic. You know, you can feel the emotion from the characters and. And, and all this, but I, I felt, I, I really enjoyed like just sneaking around and just hearing things. And I could tell when an enemy was coming up from whatever side of me or how far away there was just from just listening. See, I had trouble with that. And um, like, that was my main gripe. I, I was uh, having a, a chat with Matt from Drop Bear Gaming about this very specific thing. And he was having similar issues where I was hearing things while sneaking, but characters sounded definitely much closer than they were or vice versa. So sometimes you'd hear someone that'd be definitely right near you and you turn around to look and they're like 10 meters outside a house walking around behind a truck or something. And you're like, is that that person that's talking? Mm-hmm. And then some other times you'll hear them far off in the distance and they'll just grab you and scare the bejeebas out of you, but not because you've made an error, you know, that you would have made if you heard him in that actual distance. So there's something going on there with the distancing yeah. Uh, besides that, like the sound you make, walking through and swimming and stepping in, uh, you know, 
carpet and wood and all of that is just incredible, especially in earphones. So that sound design is yep. one walking past the fire and hearing it crackle as you pass it is just like, it's so rich and beautiful. The world sounds as beautiful as it looks. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there was just that distancing thing, particularly because I take my time so slowly in, in the um, stealth part, so much so that when someone sees me or shoots me, I practically just restart or let them kill me and do it again because I don't want to run through an area too quickly. So hearing that really does affect a bit for me. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, so uh, another big feature of this game, uh, let's go into the accessibility options. Because oh my God. I, I think Amazing. they've gone above and beyond with the accessibility of this game. So normally- I'm so glad you brought this up. Normally in games, accessibility, you get some subtitles, maybe a colorblind mode um, and, some, yep. and some difficulty settings. Yep. That, that's generally about it. Uh, they've gone above and beyond for this. Like this was just, the amount of customization that you can do over your own difficulty in this game, for starters, just the difficulty, would like there's there's of course easy, normal, hard, challenging, etc. Yeah. But then you can go into custom and then just start tinkering with little options like auto aim or enemies don't see you when you're crawling, or your AI oh, companion yeah. will work better or worse or or things that might be yeah, more. Yeah, you can make it harder for yourself yeah. or easier in specific spots. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, and that, that um, when enemies don't see you while you're on prone position, yep. and I, I love, like, did you see the fine print on that? Is like, you can have them not see you on prone position, or you can switch it so there's a timer on it, and that timer will be changed and affected on how much difficulty you've swapped in the stealth section of the difficulty meter. So if you've, like, changed stealth to be really hard, mm -hmm. you can still be invisible and prone, but it'll it'll last way less longer, you know, like... So everything feeds to each other. It's programmed within each other. And there's like this whole little meta game within just the options. It feels like tinkering on a computer to get the just the right graphics. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like that for your like difficulty and accessibility. What else were you saying, sorry? Oh, and then of course the subtitles. You went right through the subtitle options too. Yeah, that was awesome. I We were having a chat about that earlier. Like it's not just change the color. You can make the subtitles all different colors or you can have someone's name in the front like it says ellie when she's speaking or you can change it so that just the word ellie is in a different color so she has her own all the characters have their own personal color that you can get used to so at a glance without even reading it you can tell who's talking and then the actual subtitle after that can be different again it's just it's like using an android or pc you know like mm -hmm. you can change so much um, and then there's, did you see the radar options in the um, accessibility section? Oh, please go on. In that section itself. So it's not even part of the game that you can unlock. So in these Last of Us games, um, some of you listeners might know that there's a listening mode. So you can hide when you're playing in stealth, you press a button and everything goes dark and you can see a blurry white image of where your character perceives someone to be because they can hear that person. Mm -hmm. And that's listening mode. And then you can upgrade that listening mode later in the game to be further out. And you know you can, you can hear further away and see blurry bits further away. Uh, but in accessibility options, you can actually turn that so that you can press a pulse button, two separate buttons. So while you're in listening mode, you can press either the circle or the square button 
circle sends a pulse out and you choose how far that is. Even within that, you can say, all right, I just want it to be 10 meter, 20 meter, 30 meter pulse. And that'll show you all the collectibles in the area, whether it's like ammo or just like bits and pieces for crafting or really important things like collectible cards and whatnot. Um, and then if you press square, you can send the same pulse out and you can change the direction and space of that pulse. And that shows specifically where enemies are, which is a big deal because some of these enemies can't be heard. Mm -hmm. So, but this will show just all of them. So if you, you know, if someone who's not very good at games, but has heard all about this and wants to experience the story, you can make it so possible for them and, and just like breeze through, not just like, oh, enemies are weaker and you're stronger. It's just so nuanced. Like that in itself, I feel is so cool for like, say you just finish the whole game and go, right, now I want to go back and collect everything for a platinum trophy, you know, just for fun and make it more like a fast action game like uh, Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. And then that way you can just see where everything is and quickly go collect it and like run through and do your best trying to speed run. I don't know. Like there's so many options of ways to play the actual game part of this game. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, moving on from there into the combat. So let's talk about the combat. It's a very violent game. It's a very bloody and violent and um, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. It, it does have an no. R18 rating for a reason. Like you are slitting throats and seeing the blood come out or stabbing them in the chest, watching the blood come out. Etc. Etc. Yeah, uh, and it, the sound. Oh, and probably meant, oh, yeah. and, the, and the sound of it. But yeah, <laughs> so the the combat is very similar to the first one. You know, you you have like different weapons like bows, guns. You got a knife, um, etc. Things like that. Um, you can sneak around, crouch behind things. Yeah, the new thing is going prone, as we said before. So you can now go prone, lay down on the ground, and crawl. Yeah, which, which is pretty cool. And you, you want to try and do things quietly and you want to sneak up on things and, and get those one hit kills, etc. Yes. Yep. Stealth kills or, or even using quieter weapons. Mm -hmm. So one or the other, which as always, your ammo is very limited. So when you do have something like a quiet weapon, you have to be very sure you're going to get the shot. And if not, you do everything in your power to sneak around every obstacle. Uh, and it's great with that prone position. You can... And the wonderful grass we were talking about. You can crouch behind long grass and then mm -hmm. different length of grass needs a different position, whether you're in prone or whether you're in just normal crouch. Mm -hmm. So you can still hide in it. It's really interesting. And that makes for really beautiful environments with still different kind of gameplay strategies. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about also rope. The rope physics in this are amazing. So we're talking about Oh, rope. yeah. I'm so glad. So yeah. they sort of bring this in in Uncharted where you could throw out your grappling hook and swing across gaps, etc. But they've gone the next level this time. So there's rope puzzles where you find like some rope or an old cable or whatever, and then you can pick it up and then sort of thread the rope into your hands and then carry it a bit away and then toss the rope around and then let it go and it'll fly it like an actual rope and then you've got to try and link it over like a, a light pole or a roof or whatever. And then all like yeah. sort of ling across and then you can sort of climb up and then swing on. I thought this was amazing. These rope physics was just awesome. It really was. Yeah. I enjoyed that. They're just the physics in this game actually surprisingly work really well. It's which is, I, I mean, it's not revolutionary, but what I think it is, is, is it's very impressive for a game that's not based all around physics. Yes. It's not like their shtick. It's not like, yeah, play this game. That's, and do all the physics puzzles, yay us, all about physics. 
that's what surprised me is it's an adventure stealth game but there's just these random elements in it but whenever they throw in a random element they go all out on that mechanic even mm -hmm. if you just use it once or twice in a blue moon they it's like perfect yeah like the guitar same mm -hmm. sort of thing of course but, yes oh came okay, mr music man you've been waiting to talk about this guitar going Oh, I mean, I don't want to go on too much because I'm sure people, want, you know, they can experience it themselves. So, because mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was such a pleasant surprise. But all I'll say is that, again, just like the rope physics, there's just some guitars lying around. And you've seen in a lot of the promotion, acoustic guitars and music play a big part in this game. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's not a huge part of the story. Like, it, it's definitely in there. But what it is, is it's, it's about setting the tone of the game so it is integrated in there and it's got a lot to do with that but it's just sitting around and you can pick it up and you can play it you know um the, the story takes over and, and things happen and songs are played kind of similar to uh back when they did it in bioshock infinite but then you can actually pick that guitar up and use it yourself in different yep. ways mm -hmm. uh, and there's just so much to it and it it makes use of the touchpad in in a sensitive way that I've never experienced before. And as someone that plays guitar for a living, I was blown away. And I just, I sat at that guitar for over an hour when I first found it. And then I realized, you know, you could do it somewhere else. And yep. then I sat for another hour yeah. and played more songs, my own songs, songs I've heard. But um, yeah, it was, it's just another example of those things. Like it's got, you don't even have to look at it if you don't want to. You can just leave that as it is and, you know, skip the cutscene and walk away and it doesn't change the fact of anything else in the game but they still just put all that effort in it blows my mind this attention to detail yeah um do you want to talk about some of the uh enemies in the game hmm yeah well uh, so yeah, th th yeah. there's a couple of different types of enemies there's like you know your general humans so like in in the first one there was humans as well that you kill um, but then there's also the infected, which are like these uh, clicker things, which uh, yes. there's, there's like the running ones, and then there's the normal clickers, which will kill you in a hit. So these are like people that have been infected with this virus, and yep. and have in just been stages. in different stages. So the clicker yes. is when the person's lost all self control. It's it's pretty much turned into a monster, and they can only hear. But did you want to talk about the shambler? Yeah, the Shambler and, and the uh, the Stalkers, are they new? Yes, yes. Yeah, so there's a few new types in there. Mm -hmm. The I don't, I don't know if I want to say too much. Like, I mean, hmm. there's, there's many new types. They do, they all sort of, so I don't want to say too much because part of the, discovering them is, is definitely part of the experience of the game. But I will say that like, like the Clickers, which we all know and love, those are infected that have very good hearing. So you've got to change your whole strategy when you're fighting them. You can shine a torch in their face, but if you, even if you crawl, they can hear you if you're doing it too quickly. So you've got to change all that. But then if you find other infected that are before that stage, they're kind of zombie-like people. They're slower, but they can see you if you shine a light on them. They don't hear as well and so on. And so these other enemy types start to implement different kind of strategies for that and so on like it, it's just building on the combat and making it a bit more exciting and there's just a lot more 
yeah, strategic thinking that you have to do with this gameplay, which I really love because you're always on your toes. And then they throw you in a room with like two or three different kinds. Yeah. And it's just chaos. Yeah. You could yeah. just like, oh. It's, um, it's and cool something on. else added in this, which actually it wasn't in the original Last of Us, but it was in Left Behind, was um, you can make humans and infected fight each other as well. If you're in an area where there's oh. both, you can toss a brick and the infected go running after that brick. And if there's like humans, they all start fighting. So they all fight and you can just sneak on by or, or wait to see whoever wins and then take out the winners. Like there's a few different strategies around that, which was quite fun. I'm glad they, did, they um, went further into it in this one. It was uh, a lot of fun in those scenarios. It's like, all right, I can hear clickers in the next room. I'm going to try and lead him into here because there's some human villains and just make them all fight and I just sit back quietly and wait. Wow, that's really cool. I, You know, I knew that was possible from the last one, but I haven't thought it through and implemented it in my gameplay yet. Well, yeah, well, so. it wasn't in the original. It wasn't until the DLC that they added that in. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I remember it from that because they actually made it a deal. Yeah. Like a big deal sort of thing talking about it. But I completely forgot to even, like... Yeah, implemented into my strategies in this, so it's just a whole other thing. That's like, so I think cool. I think in the original, I don't think there was ever a time when there was infected and humans in the same spot. You were either going up against one or another. But there are yeah, several okay. times in this when you're going from room to room, you're finding humans and then infected, humans infected like this. So it was kind of cool for them to mix it all up like that. Anyway, um, we should start to slowly wrap this review up. Now, as you said, um, you're not even halfway through the game yet. Because no. you've been friggin' photographer man the entire time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't want to be, and I'm trying not to, but I just feel like, to me, the photo mode is almost like a collectible. And if I don't take a photo of the most beautiful looking spots, I feel like I missed out on that opportunity to capture that. And then if I see another captured photo somewhere else that someone else took, I'll be like, ah, oh, that person got to you know, make art out of this moment. And I missed out on that. So I'm trying to capture all parts that I think are like artistically viable for me, which unfortunately for a game like this is every bloody room. Um, yeah, so I've been having a lot of trouble moving forward because of the just sheer stunning beauty of this title, okay. which at least says something about that. Um, but not for just nothing. I will be putting up, and so will Callan, be putting up some of these screenshots mm -hmm. uh, on our Twitter pages. So uh, Callan will be chucking it up on uh, the Game Train Talk on yes. Twitter, I believe that's yep. what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I'll have mine on, uh, which is a lot of fun to say, underscore the underscore lyrical underscore. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll be sharing those as I go through the game. So if you want to see it through, like, uh, I, I don't know, a different set of eyes and see it as a bunch of artistic paintings instead, uh, come and check them out and tell me what you reckon. Okay, so you, uh, you're not going to really score the game today because you haven't finished. It's one of those ones that I feel you've got to finish to be able to score. But if you, if you were to give a score on what you have played so far in the game, which, yeah. and as, as we said before, you're not even halfway through the game yet, but yeah. what you've experienced so far, your collection of the recollection of the story and what's happened... Um, yeah. you know, your gameplay vibes, etc. What, what, what would you actually give it at this stage? All right. I really like and appreciate that we're almost ready for that, but I couldn't jump into it without first mentioning a few bad things like the room blocking, um, oh, yes. which we, you know, we've only been talking about the great stuff in this game, but the, I have experienced a lot of these slight issues. So there's a few bad things that I'm, I'm 
not, not really terrible things. One was they're not doing a lot new, which mm -hmm. to me is fine because what they are doing, they're a master of. And I think they're just flexing that they are the best at this adventure story type game and they are nailing every aspect. So it's not revolutionary or anything like that. There's nothing new here, but everything that's here is at its peak mm -hmm. of design, I think. So that's one thing. And the other, yeah, was the room blocking. This is really, was really bugging me. Um, and yeah, Callan's experienced it. Um, a bunch of other friends in the industry have experienced it as well. Um, it's one downside that I don't like in a game like this, where there is some really cool rooms to discover uh, for me, just for photos, but also for collectibles. You're collecting things in this, and, and you know, if you're trying to do a completion run, or even just something as simple as crafting items and ammunition. So you, you're trying to look in every room, and sometimes one of the rooms, which look just like any other room, uh, you, you'll open that door and walk in, and suddenly it'll be a cutscene, and all this action happens. And then you think, oh, that's fine. Once this is done, I'll go check out the other rooms. But after most cutscenes, they move you on to the next area, and they block off the last you were searching in. So Ellie will throw like a, you know, a couch in front of the t in front of the um, door or a vending machine or something to block off whatever threats were in there. And then you can't go back in that last room. And this happens quite often because it's it's quite tricky sometimes to tell which way is the next way to go. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of exploring game gamers will know that the rule of thumb is you look for the part that looks important and avoid it at all costs Yep. until you're done. Uh, but yeah, so because it's so na natural looking and everything is just done so beautiful, nothing looks that obvious. However, in the accessibility options section, you can turn on something that shows you a little arrow to where you're supposed to go mm -hmm. so that you can avoid it instead of like, so that you can find your way there. Or you can switch on a thing they have on the game called hints. And if you look around for too long, they'll ask you to press the L3 button so that you can uh, ask for a hint, which I turned off straight away because I didn't want hints at first. But then I, after this happened to me a few times, I was like, that's it. I'm going to turn on hints so that when I'm looking around, I can press the button and it can be like, maybe if you go this way and I go, right, don't open that door. Yeah. Look everywhere else, do everything you need and then go to where the hint is. So I'm using, it's almost like an anti-hint. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that. So... Again, there's a few niggling things, but then it seems like they fixed it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd get that out there first. So having said all that, at this stage, I give this game a solid nine. Okay. All right. Yeah, from where I am. So we'll revisit that and see if I feel differently. But uh, okay. what would you give it? But don't tell us too much. Of, <gasps> okay. So, so this is what happens at... No, I'm not going to... No, I'm not going <laughs> to be an asshole here. Right. So I finished this game... As we said in 26 hours. Um, yes. I'll reach that in about an hour and a half. So it's a beautiful game. Like one yep. of the best looking. I'm, I, I keep watching this vision that we've got up on the screen right now as we're talking about this game and still can't get over how freaking good it looks. Um, I oh, said man. I love the sound design in it. Um, yep. You brought up that it still didn't take as much of a departure from what the other one was like in terms of new things being added in, which is very true, which is very yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like just a beautiful uncharted. Or it, 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 it does. Yeah. Um, I felt at times during the game, um, it dragged. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I was, I was like, um, not really entertained. I was like, I just want to get through this bit. I wasn't. I didn't rush this game. Right. I still mm-hmm. took my time to explore, but I was just like, oh, you know, here we go with this bit. And I felt the game had a very repetitive um, structure. Right. Like so, gameplay loop. Yeah. yeah. Very repetitive though. Like instead of mixing up, it was like. Hey, you're going into a new location. Hey, you can actually explore for a bit, loot up the area. Okay, you're going to have a battle with either infected or humans or both. We've got a story scene. You're now in a new location. You can now loot and stuff again. And now you're fighting things and now we've got a story. It repeated like this quite a bit throughout the game, I felt. Like, just mm-hmm. like, because I'm like, well, here we go. We're going to be looting something again. Oh, and of course. And I'm like, right, here comes the fight. Yep. And then, oh, I bet there's a story sequence here and, and so on and so forth. And then especially towards the end of the game, especially towards the end of the game, I thought it really lagged and I was done yep. with it. By that stage, I was done with the game. I'm like, just roll the, roll the credits. Wow. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to be like the listeners here and I'm going to be. I'm going to say I'm glad to hear this from you because me, as someone who's yet to reach that part, I know now that I'll enjoy the first half and then jump straight onto those great accessibility options we were talking about. Turn on like the radar for the enemies and <laughs> you know, like you know, once I once I've had my fill of like, oh, this is a beautiful experience. I'm I'm so lost in the world. I'm like, okay, now I'm bored. At least I can do that now, knowing that you've said that. So yes, if I feel yes. it starts to drag, I'll be like, right, Callan did say it was going to drag at the end. So Yes. Um, so, yeah, and it was weird because at the end, I felt like it had ended, but it just kept going. And oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Remember Lord of the Rings, how it just keeps going? Yeah. After the first one. It, no, I'm just no, no, I mean like Return of the King and how just the ending yeah. just kept going. It kind of yeah, felt a, a new chapter. It kind of felt a little like that in this that it just I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm done, but I'm not done. But it was weird. It's very strange. You'll understand when you get there. I hate when that stuff happens in games because you get worried about like, okay, I'm done, and then it keeps going, and you're like, it's not about like, ooh, how much more is there? Like in a Marvel movie, you're like, cool, show me everything after the credits over and over. I don't care. But in a game like like when a game does it, you don't know how much to invest, how much of your time or interest to go like, oh, okay, yeah. we're still going. Is this just a little thing? Or do I sit down for the night and make another coffee and am I going to, oh, oh, it's finished. Oh, wait, it's still going. I, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. There was, there was a lot of that that I was, I was legit expecting just a credit roll. And I'm like, right. and I'm like what? Anyway, but that's without saying anything. And I think I've already kind of yep. almost said too much at that stage. I no, don't know. I think that's good. That's no, fair. But that, that was one of my big gripes with the game. That's something I felt held me back. And then some of the story beats, uh, I didn't really... I enjoyed the story as a whole, but there were little bits here and there that I wasn't too fussed of. And again, I can't say what it was mm-hmm. because it's just now- spoilers everywhere. And I yes. feel like some things should have been done quite differently. That's all I'm going to okay, say. Okay, but... Or I just want to ask about this. Regarding the story, do you think that is a, very much an opinion thing or does it affect the game as a score, like as an enjoyment or what, you know, how it good aff- or bad this game It affects my score a bit, but that's my opinion okay. on it. And what I got, I yeah, still think it's a good story. I still enjoyed the story. 
um, yep. and, and seeing where it went and what was going to happen. It's just through some of it, I was like, mm, but th- that doesn't really make sense for whatever reason. This is so hard to talk about without giving specifics. Okay. Let me put it this way. Is it kind of like, you know, so you watch a series like Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. some people just love it and some just like, because it, and that's a depressing series. Mm-hmm. Every episode is just like, there's, there's maybe like two or three wins in yeah. that whole series of yeah. like five seasons. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the characters in that, many of them are unlikable. And, but then, it's just it's pain and suffering and inconvenience and hot and then like things happen to character and then sometimes i've heard some people talk about you know we're just talking about breaking bad here no no spoilers of the actual last of us too but i've heard people talk about how it goes like oh i didn't like how that story went i don't like this show but you can like the show itself you can see is fundamentally good it's well correct filmed. The correct beautiful correct great yeah Yep. You feel it's kind of like that. And like I, some I, people I, just, I, I feel, I feel like it's kind of like that. And I feel like there's been a lot of overreaction on the internet. Like, I mean, people calling for a remake of this game. Wow. I can't wait to be fully finished. Oh, so oh yeah, that. yeah. And I was actually, like, well, we spoke about how there were leaks earlier this year. When I finished yes. the game, I went and tracked down what the leaks were. I couldn't believe what actually leaked. And the outcry on what leaked... And people's opinions there, and how many people had actually viewed those spoilers as well, and then went on rants about it. it was insane. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that because we're talking about our review and our thoughts on the game. But it was just yes. interesting to go and have a look at. But in saying all that, look, um, I felt the game was a bit long. I would have liked it maybe a couple hours shorter, right? Okay, so very much like their last game. Uh, very much like Uncharted 4. I felt Uncharted yes. 4 went too yes. long as well. Same. Um, yeah, exactly. It could have been a couple hours shorter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I love the, the look of it and the feel of it. Um, I love post-apocalyptic world style stuff. Like, you know, just sort of like into that sort of stuff yep. at the moment, have been for a while. But um, yeah, look, there was the, um, the AI let me down a lot as well. I know you can change any accessibility options, but when I went to the game, I went standard, bang, let's go. Didn't change anything. Yeah. The only thing I did was turn off subtitles because I didn't want any subtitles, nothing on this one. Which I'm actually, I actually normally, um, yeah, like um, subtitles, but these days because I'm getting old. Nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. I'll get, I'll wrap this one up because I've been blabbering along enough about it now. But um, yeah, I'm giving it an eight point six. So that's a, that's my final score on the game. Eight point six nice. out of ten. Um, it's, right, it's cool. not, it's not my game of the year, but it's still yeah. a damn good solid title. And I feel if you've played the first one, you should still play this and don't just read what people are saying online about it and, and all the bitching and, and all this sort of stuff or, or read what the leaks were and then judge your opinion on that. Play through the whole damn story from start to end. Cause it's still a three act story. There's a beginning, there's a middle and there's an end, right? Rather than seeing these leaks. Because the leaks didn't spoil the entire story. It was only parts. And then people were mm. sort of making up in their heads almost what was going to happen or what, what had happened up to that point, etc. And I And the actual ending never leaked. It was just parts of the game. But there were still big parts of the game that leaked. Yeah. So don't just wow. read up on okay. that. Like, actually sit down and play this game yourself. And look, it took me 26 hours, but I took my time. I took my time. I took it very easily. I know you're 
your friggin' snail's pace over here. There's like, a whole other. We'll, 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 have, we'll have part three out by the time you finish part two. I just want to enjoy it. I yeah. waited for a long um, time, so I thought, you know what, I'll play it. You know, someone else I know did it in eighteen hours. So look, you you're probably looking around that, you know, that twenty two hour mark, 20 maybe. Average, yeah. yeah, but yeah, look, um, eight point six I gave it, and. Yeah, that's that's my. Nice. I will give it an official score at a later date. I can't uh, wait to hear about this. And yeah, if you want us to know, actually do a proper spoiler cast on this and us actually unwrap the entire package, let us know because we are considering it. But you've yes. got to finish the damn game, as was we can't do it. Of course, and it'd be fun if any of you guys out there are, um, are listening. This would be a really fun one to watch us do live on Twitch. Uh, as we do all our episodes, but uh, if you are just listening to this as one of our actual podcast listeners, just know that when we do something like that, anyone else who's finished the game, you can all jump in and chime in and share your opinions with us on that recording. Mm-hmm. So that'll be here on on the uh, Game Train Twitch. Mm-hmm. So just just twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch when we do say it. But um, if you guys want to do that, let us know, send us a message and we'll arrange something and it could be really fun. Yep. All right. And that was The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to find. And I'm going to kill. Every. Last. One of them. All right, and we're back from Ooh. that trailer outage there. They made some impressive trailers, I must say. Okay, so yeah. we are moving into the questions part of the podcast now. Um, if you want to send any questions in that we will answer, you can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. We're on Twitch, obviously, which we're doing live right now, twitch.tv slash Twitch. On Twitter, at GameTrainTalk. We're also on Instagram, at Game Train Podcast. Carl's on things. I'm on things. I'm I'm on Twitter at underscore the underscore lyrical underscore. I'm on Instagram as at the lyrical. And I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. as the lyrical official. Uh, usually music, but a lot of times mixing it with video games as well. Trying to integrate a lot more into my uh, the lyrical persona. So that's a lot of fun. Come mm-hmm. and throw some stuff at me and look at the screenshots. Uh, so if anyone's in chat right now that wants to ask us a question, feel free. We'll answer right away. We'll just yes. g- give them a second to do their thing. We shall. Let's see. Did you get any scent this time around, good sir? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't really have anything here happening in chat, so... Chat seems oh, pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah, we had a um, since Spacey, and, and I feel a lot of people feel the same. Kind of just ducked away and headed out as we started talking about The Last of Us because yeah. a lot of people are just sort of um, blocking out all info until they themselves jump in and experience it, which I am all for. I thought I we did quite good. good with the spoiler-free review, though. I think so. I think we nailed that. I, well, gonna, we like, we spoke you know, on that for a good almost 25, 30 minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's that's pretty cool. Kudos to us. Well done. Well done. Pat on the back. Well pat, done. Pat, 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 yeah. Pat, pat, pat. Okay. So what's probably going to happen here, right? So this is how just about every episode goes. We go. Any questions? We hear nothing. 
we start rolling into the lame love and hype train. Someone raids us, and then people start asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> how many okay. how many times has that happened? That's so true. Okay, so now that you've said it, hopefully it won't happen. So. Please, please raid us. Uh, okay. Please raid us. All right. Are, are you ready to wrap this episode up? I am. Okay, here we go. We are about to roll into that lame train. Okay, Carl, what's your lame train? Right, my lame train is for games like The Last of Us 2 that are story-based games and just walking on eggshells and tiptoeing around the internet for like a week or two or sometimes months and months and months, but especially once it's out, the whole internet becomes a minefield yeah, and it's terrifying and it's hard to do anything except play that game. And when you have other things to do, you know, in just like everyday life, you, you can't just open the phone and go on Facebook and chat to someone sometimes or, you know, like go to Reddit. You just can't. You have to kind of boycott the Internet for a while or even talking to friends. And and it's just I don't know. This lame train is like one that you can't kind of fix. There's no solution. Mm-hmm. You just have to play the game locked in a cave or something. That's my lame train is spoilers during story-based games. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Um, I've got two. And you? I've got two this right. week. First a fresh one, one that you just made, perhaps? I've got a fresh one. Um, <laughs> as we were about to go live and chat was buzzing here on Twitch, we were all ready to go. It was so much fun. I hit the intro button my whole computer crashed. I came oh back and goodness. half the chat had gone, so I was a bit sad. <laughs> so, yeah. so that, that, that that's that's my first lame train. Uh, my my proper one. Okay, this is in All regards right. to the Last of Us Two, and I I hinted at this in the review. The review bombing of this game has been disgusting. Right, mm. this game. From big critics has been getting nines and tens across the board. And as you heard, I don't agree with that higher score. It's still a solid game, though. Instead, you've got all these people flooding Metacritic in the normal people's comment section and and score giving, just giving it zeros when they haven't even played it, just typing in gibberish um, as their comments hardly playing the game or just going off what the leaks were or, or going off what other people said or just hating on Naughty Dog and just crashing the score into the ground. And other people going, well, it's only a 3.3, isn't it? No, it's not a 3.3 because you've got 10,000 trolls just attacking it, dropping it down mm. and just ruining that score forever. It's just a really bizarre thing. And I think it's dumb. I understand when people don't like a game for whatever reason. That's fair enough. I don't think any game is worth worth a zero, right? Like, I don't know how you can give this game a zero when it is a very pretty game. There is great acting, sound design, these things that we spoke about. I get people hate the story. It's a very divisive story for many reasons. No point of giving it a zero and friggin' chucking your milk out the window over it, all right? Yep, so true. I'm, I'm sick of it. And this has happened before... I know what happened with The Last Jedi. Again, people didn't like the story of The Last Jedi. Boom. Review bomb the hell out of it, right? We've seen people review bomb, not to this extreme, but like Fallout 76. But even then, I think Fallout 76's user score is now higher than The Last of Us Part 2, which makes no sense. We get you don't like the story. We get 
that you people don't like Neil Druckmann and the choices he made and some of the themes and things in the game you don't agree with. That's fine. It's You just look bloody childish when you're going out giving a game a zero. Give constructive criticism and maybe give it a five or, or whatever yeah. for what it... For whatever reason, be constructive about your criticism. Just don't throw your milk out the bloody window. I'm just getting sick of it. Oh man, that's such a good and perfect lame train. There's so much to consider. There's people's art and jobs and the passion that people have like bled into this game for years and years, and yeah. even years before that in in its whole legacy of part one and you know left behind and all that. And then this came out and like people pour their lives into this and then you just for like one segment of it or something you disagree with like a zero like you said is just there is one there's no reason to give a zero to anything but especially this yeah like there's so many other numbers like you said a five is a horrible score still and that conveys your opinion well enough Mm -hmm. but it still keeps that metacritic fair oh man that's ridiculous yeah uh you ready to roll into love train boy am i okay here we go Okay, Carl, what's your love train this week? My love train is very simple. It's spending over two hours to three hours maybe playing the guitar in The Last of Us 2. Wow. I um, That guitar mechanic, boy, I could just go on about it for ages. But uh, if anyone's ever even like gotten into guitar and playing it properly, you can feel how well they translated this into the touchpad of the PlayStation controller. It is insane. This, and I just found out that you can go into the controller and accessibility options and switch it so that it's the opposite direction. And instead of strumming it across top to bottom, you can strum it left to right. And that is a game changer. Cause that means if you turn the controller on its side, there's a so much more surface area for you to make a really big strum and differentiate where the strings are. And once you do that, you can actually start playing songs so much more accurately. Cause I was nearly getting it on the up and down strum yeah but it's quite squished if you if you remember if you try to actually pluck different strings you can easily press the wrong one so you switch it sideways and change it so that it's a horizontal strum it's so effective and really sensitive the amount of songs you can play it's just insanely fun um and i to the point where i was playing my own original songs and covers that i play in my lyrical sets and just singing along to the tv in real time and having a blast. So uh, I'm definitely, definitely going to jump on and do a full set on my lyrical, uh, on my lyrical Twitch. And I might even jump on my Facebook page and have a play, but um, more on that on what I'm going to do it. But yeah, it's definitely robust enough that I can actually do a whole set and play like half an hour worth of songs, but Ellie playing the guitar for me. So wow. that's been my love train. Very cool. Um, my love train is seeing an old favorite classic make a return pokemon snap it just oh nice it just filled me with joy when i saw the trailer oh yes yep yeah that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. i feel that yeah i yeah it it was like those warm nostalgia feelings come back i'm like i love the original pokemon snap like i'm even when you see the island and yeah, all the Pokemon yeah, living yeah, as they do. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that, but it's my love train, not my hype train. But I just, it was nice. just that warm, fuzzy, nostalgia feeling of like, oh, there it is. It's back. 
it's finally back. We don't know when it's coming out. Might not be this year, but we know it's It's coming. So it just feels nice that it is coming. Yep, that's very true. Yep. Are you ready to hype? Are you ready for hype? I'm I'm so ready to hype. Okay, here we go. What are you hype about? Well, it's funny you should mention, but I'm hype about Pokemon Snap. Guys, (laughs) just photo mode. (laughs) The whole thing. The entire premise of this game is simply photo mode. I don't even have to, like, do anything else. How good is that? I'm so hyped for a game that's just about me taking photos. And the better the photo, the better you go. Guys, I'm down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it's your hype train for the next one, but there's a lot of good photo modes coming around the corner. So I'm very hyped for photo modes. Wow, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so we've got a bit of news. Um, We are bringing back on the platform. So those long-time listeners um, would know that we did a few interview-style podcasts. We um, spoke to um, Seagamaster Tim. We spoke to Dan the Collector. We did the Sega show at PAX, which turned into one. We um, interviewed Shock, um, Shock Jockey Cosplay as well. Oh, Cosplayers. yes. Yep. Um, we are bringing back... I'm, I'm excited to announce and hype that we are bringing back on the platform now. It's going to be a regular thing. We're going to be doing this on Twitch, um, interviewing yes, people. Because nice. we, we worked out it's very easy to do this through a Zoom call. It's super easy to set up and off you go. We can do it live yeah. and then cut down the episode again and then publish it so others can hear it later on. So I'm announcing that it is coming back next week. Um, um, so I spoke about that I interviewed um, two cosplayers. Well, um, now we I'll be interviewing someone that takes the cosplay photos, Mume, who's hey. someone that drops in here and he's been asking for a while saying, hey, when are you going to interview me? When are you going to interview? Well, hey. Mume, we're interviewing you next week. Well, I am. You're, you're not. I don't know what you're All doing. Right. But I hope you will tune in and watch there, Carl. But um, so we, um, it's looking at this stage to maybe be a fortnightly thing. Um, so uh, next Brilliant. week is Mume. And then after that, it looks like I'll be talking to Sin Spacey's Brian. Just about his solo career through through the industry, we heard him with the other Sega guys. But there's four people talking for an hour about their whole careers, and it's hard to get a full timeline of one person. So, yes. just just like um, Tim did, um, Tim Gadler did the other year. Brian will be doing his full sort of Sega journey with me on here, which I'm quite excited to talk to him about as well. And um, there's other guests that I do want to chase down. Some are huge targets, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know <laughs> if I should just throw out on Twitter and just keep tagging them each week and going, just want to talk. Just give me an hour. Let's go. Give me an yeah. hour. We can Zoom talk this shit. I just want to talk your life and, and your gaming career and things you've done. So I don't know if I should go about it that way or what, but yeah, I've got a few. There's a few there. I know Um, uh, later on this year, I'm going to do one with Joel Rennie, the um, organizer of Generosity, but that won't be until later in the year. I'm going to sit down with Brilliant. him. That'll be very and, interesting. Um, that could be a three-hour podcast. I don't know. We know what he's like. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and Absolutely. Yeah, there's some other people. But if, you, if any of you people know of someone in the industry that you'd like me to try and talk to, please let me know, and I'll try... And make it happen. But this is going to be a thing that we're going to keep going. Um, I guess, yeah, 
I didn't really go back to it because I wasn't very happy with how my last episode turned out on it. And okay. uh, at the same time, it was just one of those things I was like, I don't know if I want to keep trying these. I want to, but a part of me didn't want to at the same time. I just felt a bit awkward trying to approach people, but I thought, oh, bugger it. Let's just give it a go. We can do it like this. Just make it conversation-based. If it's a 10-minute conversation, it's a 10-minute conversation. And that's the interview. Perfect. If it's an hour talk, it's an hour talk. So it's just one of those things. But, of course, we'll be asking people their, their lame and hype trains as well. Not the love train, no. We just keep that for hours because yep. it, it gets a bit confusing then. But it's lame and hype for people. And their, sto- their, their, us, their story it? and their journey on what they've done to get where they are. So we'll be talking to Mumei about how he got started in photography, how he got into cosplay photography, some anecdotes and stories at conventions along the way and things he hopes to eventually where he wants it to go, etc. So yeah. Nice. That's yes. a great hype train. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. With something I'm going to start trying to do, um, every, every two oh, weeks. Wait. You're f- interviewing Mumei first. Yeah. Yes, more photo mode. Yes. Hype. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man. Are we just going to call this episode photo mode now? God, yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we're going to wrap the episode there, people. Again, thank you all so much for uh, being involved here on Twitch and those listening at a later date. Remember, we are doing this on Twitch. Um which you can always find us at twitch.tv slash game train twitch, facebook.com slash game train podcast on Twitter at game train talk, uh, Instagram at game train podcast. Yes. But in terms of our regular episodes of game train podcast, like a normal one like this, uh, is it time for indie centric four next episode? Is it Indie Centric 4? Because we normally when... do it just after E3, ah. and it's like that sort of time. It's time oh for Indie Centric 4. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, so, no. so next regular. When's Carry On coming out. What's that? Would have been what's so that? Cool. When is Carry On coming out? I don't know. Damn, that would have been a cool one for Indie Centric. I have no idea what we're going to do, but we'll find something. We'll find something to go into detail on. Indies, yeah, because oh um, goodness, yes. because there's a bit of a gap now between Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, so I feel like Indie Centric might fill the gap because pretty um, much we'll... you mean Paper Mario, excuse me. Oh no, well I felt it was going to go. Um... Yeah, definitely. I just yeah, I just feel bad for poor Paper Mario. On no, 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 day. no. I've, I felt Paper Mario is going to get its own episode after Ghost or before Ghost, depending on what's going on with us. And then after that, we go into Skate XL, you know, so things are oh, yes. rolling on. So I felt like right now is the nice. perfect time to drop into Centric. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add, Carl? Uh, no, that's everything from me. Okay. And this has been Game Train. Game Train.